Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined once again by Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson. Jesse is out once again with some personal issues. He's got some friends that he's got to tend to. He's got business going down. We're going to have him back next week, but I'm here with Wex today. Wex, how you feeling, buddy? Oh, man, I'm feeling great. It's a good day. Feeling good. Just just basically finished the main event of this King of the Ring 2001 right before we got on here. So I'm feeling good riding that stone code high. That stone code high. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that for sure. We're also going to talk about Hell in a Cell 2021 from this past weekend. And as is usual with the uh, with the show these days, we're going to wrap it up with some rumors, some innuendos, some news, the state of the biz, if you will. Um, but let's just dive right into it, man. Let's get right into the thick of things. Let's talk about last weekend. It was WWE's Hell in a Cell from 2021. Um, I mean, I wasn't really super hype on this card. I mean, I, I knew that Cesaro versus Rollins was going to be good. Um, and that's all I was really kind of care- cared about. Um, that wasn't really much else that stood out to me. Obviously, the McIntyre-Lashley thing is kind of been done for the past five years, whether it's been an impact or here. So it was what it was. Was there any hype on your side? Were you like looking forward to Hell in a Cell or? Not at all. I mean, when they took off yeah. the Roman Reigns uh, Mysterio match, that kind of like blew all hype that there was for the pay per view period. Yeah, I mean they tried to salvage it. They tried to salvage it by replacing the Sammy Sammy uh, Zayn and Kevin Owens match, but nah, man, was not hype at all for this. I was just like, I guess I'll put it on. It's time. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of in the same boat. And let's get right into the show here, man. The opening. Uh, I don't know. I mean, listen, I understand that you're rolling out this whole thing for going back on the road and everything, but like the fact that we're still having Thunderdome shows when the rest of the world has pretty much moved on, it's kind of like, I don't know. It just makes no sense. It's, it feels like it's taking a step backwards and it like immediately hurts the quality of the show. I think, um, yeah, I mean, the, I mean the package was opening package was cool as always, but I mean, I don't know. I just I hate the idea of the, the Thunderdome still when we have obviously seen other wrestling, including WWE, with big crowds already. You know what I mean? 100%. It definitely lacks. And that's one thing I thought as soon as I watched this. I was like, wow, back to no fans again. This is kind of kind of lame. You know, Dynamite Weekly, they're, There's people said, there. all these other promotions are doing it, too. It makes WWE kind of look like they're taking second fiddle to everybody else right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a little weird. Uh, let's jump right into the opening match here, though. It's Bailey versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, I really felt like this match was too much too soon. I mean, I get that this angle has kind of been going back and forth for a long time, and I think that they do have good chemistry, and the match was good. It's just, I don't know. I really don't like a cell match right at the open. It's just way too long, and I feel like it's poorly booked. Even though the match itself was good, I can only give it two and a half stars just because it was way too long for an opening match. Where are you at at Bailey versus Bianca Belair here? Well, I gave it three beers. I know you noticed you said stars there instead of beers. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. How dare I? Yeah, two and a half As beers from me. Of that beer, but yes, uh, I went three beers on it, and I kind of had the same things like you. It was way too long, and for the opening match, I just it didn't hit right for me. But like they they put in some work, they beat the hell out of each other. I like how Bailey had the pre-taped kendo stick because last year she couldn't get it to tape together. So they kind of had it ready for. It. I thought that was kind of yeah, funny. That was, but nice. I didn't <clears throat> just didn't really like the placement on the card. Just kind of like you said, 
So I just couldn't really get that hype for it. But they did do some solid work in the ring. So that's why I went three beers on them because you can't can't deny the work there. Yeah, you can't deny the work. I agree. I just really hated the booking. It didn't really make much sense for me. Just like um, the show, I'm sure. Yeah, that was Jesse calling, I'm sure, to tell me how big of an asshole I was for saying stars instead of beers. But let's just keep it rolling here. Uh, there was a weird Alexa promo in the back. And then there's a package for Cesaro versus Rollins. Uh, to me, this is my match of the night for this show. I thought it was a banger. The match was great. Um, just kind of natural chemistry and just top-level work rate from both dudes. Uh, it was just awesome to see. I love the sneaky finish, too. It's what needed to happen, especially since uh, Rollins has been putting Cesaro over. And honestly, I think that Rollins getting this win gives us more longevity. Um, and I know people would say, well, we've seen it a bunch of times. But, like, I don't know. Cesaro and Rollins are fucking Cesaro and Rollins. You know what I mean? So it was great. I, I loved it. I gave it five beers. I thought it was the, easily the best match on the card. What do you think? Damn. I thought it was a great match, but I didn't go quite five beers. Damn, dog. I went four beers on this match. I thought it was a goddamn, I mean, like you said, one of the best matches on the card. I I wasn't as big of a fan of Seth Rollins getting the win right there because it didn't really do anything for him. And I disagree. I feel like he's put put over Cesaro clean the past two times. He had to cheat to win. But I just didn't like him him winning right here because you said it gives him longevity. And at first I was kind of thinking like, oh, goddamn it, they're going to be wrestling again. But I'm hoping... Since they are going to keep this feud going, they keep it going long enough till they get back to crowds so they can just put on. Yeah. yeah. Not like they did kind of at WrestleMania, which I don't think this match was as good as the Mania match, but it was still a pretty fucking sick match. Besides like the little booking area right there, I probably would have went a little bit higher, but I just did not. I just, just didn't like it. Didn't sit wow. well with me. But there's a lot of bad booking decisions for finishes on this card, and we'll get into it as we go. But this was one of the this was lower on the bad scale of bad booking. Just a slight little thing there. I feel like you're a saucy bitch here. I really do feel like this one deserved five beers. Easily my match of the night for Hell in a Cell 2021. Let's keep it rolling here. We got a nice ad for WWE going back on the road, even though I wish this show. I mean, honestly, dude, even though you're in the Thunderdome, do something like they do at like the Capitol Wrestling Center, where like you could have just eliminated a couple rows of the Thunderdome and put like a couple hundred people in there with the screens in the background, too. That would have helped. You know what I mean? Just like Uh, Dynamite had been doing before they let it full capacity, they had them kind of push back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like it would have just, I don't know, it would have made sense. Um, I did notice that Pat McAfee did the the Mr. Perfect pencil flip and caught it. I don't know if you noticed that, but I popped it. I did not, but I I enjoy that he did that, though. That's sick. It was a nice little spot. We got a little more of the pre-show panel, too, which made no sense. It felt like they were putting filler in on a show that Dude, is it doesn't make sense, right? I totally saw that, too, and I was just like, why? I was like, yeah. and it really confused me, honestly, because the pre-show match, I thought the pay-per-view was already playing because Peacock said, hell in a cell, been going for like 17 minutes, so I thought I was late. And then they went back to the pre-show panel, and I was like, what? Like, are we, what's going on here? And really, really threw what, me off. what was the pre-show match? I didn't watch it. It was Mandy Rose versus Natalia. Oh, okay, cool. Glad I missed that one. All right, yeah, it wasn't good. I, I didn't. I didn't stay watching once I realized it was the pre-show. I feel like people are turning off this podcast when you say Mandy Rose versus Natalia. So we're just going to keep it moving here. And I don't know if this is much better because it's Shayna Baszler versus Alexa Bliss. Um, okay, listen. I know everyone's been burying it on the internet, and here's my hot take of the day. I didn't hate it. Uh, it was weird, but I guess it uh, it kind of had to be that way. Uh, it's strange for sure, but the work, the, I mean, the actual wrestling wasn't really that bad. 
I know that people shit on the character, and I can totally understand that, but the wrestling wasn't bad. I gave it a beer and a half. I didn't love it. I mean, I gave it a beer and a half. Um, where are you at on Shayna Baszler versus Alexa Bliss here? This one is a dud for me. I gave it a zero oh, beer. It. And the only That's reason true. I gave it that is because of that bullshit at the end. I was just like, what? What? Are you? F-? Yeah. I mean, I like, yeah, it was poorly booked, but. I mean, if Alexa Bliss needs to lay off the shit, if you don't got Bray Wyatt, the fiend out there, it just does. She doesn't work with her doing it alone. Sorry. I don't think she wants to be doing it either. I think it's just uh, she gets a paycheck and she does what she's told. So, hey, checks and championships. That's what it's about. Absolutely, baby. Speaking of checks and championships, let's keep it rolling here. This one was literally like a quarter of a beer shy away from being my match of the night because it's Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. I mean, these dudes have been fighting for over a decade now, and honestly, the matches are always solid. This one was no exception. It was a great match. If you look at the rivalry with legs that always delivers, I don't know how you don't put Zayn and Owens near the top of like of all time. Like, I mean, just to think about how long they've been wrestling, if you want to talk about rivalries, like Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn or El Generico versus Kevin Steen or whatever you want to call it, like, this has to be one of the top five feuds in the history of pro wrestling, right? Goat rivalry right there. Dude, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I was 4.75 beers on it. Loved it. Loved it. Zayn got the win, too. I felt like he needed it. Where are you at on Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens? Uh, It was my... uh. Second match of the night also, same thing. I'm just a point two five away. I gave this one 3.75 beers. And the only reason I didn't give it the four beers is it fucking pissed me off that Kevin Owens selling the Nigerian nail, like the whole match, oh, he can't breathe. Like, I was just like, oh, come on. That's just such a, it's just yeah. a weak move. It, it only worked when Umaga had it. He was the only person who could do it. And like, yeah, he, I just hated dude, that. He could do it though. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. They need to give him, like, you're such a big dude. Why are you going to give him a fucking thumb to the throat as the, as the move? This dude's seven foot tall. You could do can't so work. That's, of course, that's what they're giving him that move. A thumb. I right mean, dude, seven. the great Kali had a chop across top of the head. Like, exactly. Bullshit. Vince McMahon, what the fuck are you doing? They're seven feet tall. You're going to have him do, like, literally any power move, anything. But- yeah, but he could hurt, like, really hurt somebody. He can't, he's not really going to hurt somebody doing a, the thumb. Well, not uh. Well, of course, the great Kali because he killed someone training. That's why they gave him the chop to the head. But Dabakato or whatever his new name is now, like he doesn't need to give him wait, something. Wait, 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 back up. Is that a shoot? Did, did Kali actually kill somebody? Yeah, training. What? He killed, yeah, he didn't know that. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, he pause here. Where? What is this story? I'm he sorry. He killed the guy during story, training guys. on accident because he was. Like while yes. he was training for WWE, like within the company, one of the no, no, like when he was died. training to be a when he was training oh, to be a wrestler, like when okay, he first okay, started, like okay. you know, training in some little fucking Indian India. Okay, back all right, back to the match. Sami Zayn Owens, where was what was your beer overall again? Three seven five. Three point seven five beers. Uh, yeah, but Sami winning made it made no sense also to me here too. Like I liked that. I thought he needed to win. I mean, I feel like the dude's been getting the shit beat out of him for forever, and I I love the cheesy awful dancer Sami Zayn gimmick that they're rolling oh with. I love that too so this pay-per-view is basically let everyone get their wins back from mania in a cell yeah I'm kind of yeah yeah I mean yeah I get that okay let's keep it moving um there's a pretty cheesy capital one commercial with Booker T here it's not worth anybody watching or even talking about there's a recap for Reigns and Mysterio which looked like a banger of a match but I don't watch Smackdown or Raw because I don't have that kind of time um, and if you still do, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, this is just, I don't know. Did you watch any of that match? Did you see it? No. 
Yeah. yeah. Did not watch SmackDown, and uh, probably because Friday night I was watching AEW instead. Even though I th- I think it, that comes on after like, they overlap at some point, but I don't know. I'm not gonna fucking watch SmackDown. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Uh, the next match on the card here is Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, I thought it was a really good belt to belt work. I thought it was a great match. I thought there were really some solid false finishes in there, all for it to end in a DQ. Wow. Okay. And not a, and not just a DQ. Not just a DQ. Like a bad, awful DQ. Like she literally, Charlotte literally puts her through a fucking table. And she doesn't get DQ, but then she hits her with a piece of the table, and she gets DQ. What kind of fucking sense does that make? None. Absolutely like, no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I mean, I, but the match itself was good. So I, I like, I, I, I put it right in the middle at three beers, just because the match bell to bell was really damn good. I enjoyed it. It's just the booking and the DQ finish was awful. I'm almost there, right there with you, but I gave it two beers, and the only reason I gave it two beers is that horrendous, horrendous botch from Charlotte Flair. Yeah, the, the kick was pretty tough. Oh, I mean, and uh, WrestleBotch made a funny little Instagram post. He goes, uh, <laughs> I forgot what movie it was from, and he was like, just, he goes, hey, right up. It's uh, that fucking baseball announcer. Oh, yeah. Goes, uh, just outside. Yeah, just outside. <laughs> I was just like, God. Damn it, but it's yeah. From, uh, it's from uh, Major League, the movie. Yeah, Major League. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's from. But Two beers wow. because that finish, that egregious botch, and, like, she was a good three feet away and just oh, like, it was rough. a kick. Like, I was like, oh. I mean, I guess shit happens. I mean, hey, at least it was a safe botch. No one got hurt. That's true. It was a safe botch, to say the least. Uh, we did get a promo for the Broken Skull Sessions with Mick Foley. I haven't been able to watch that yet, but I am excited to see it. Uh, have you been able to catch any of that yet, Mr. Wexley? I have not, but I have been seeing a lot of Mick Foley lately on a lot of TV. Uh, his A&E biography was on the other day, and then like right after that, something on I watched something on Vice, and he was on there, and then he's just he's, he's everywhere. Great he's guy. Getting around. I, go, he's getting around. I, I will say I... I do like the AEW biopics. The Macho Man one sucked, but all the other ones have been pretty good. Yeah, uh, Mick I mean, that's great. Yeah, Mick Foley's. Really, I was. I thought Sean's was pretty good too. Uh, I turned off Bret Hart's when it came on, though. Oh, I'm not watching that. I was I like, oh, look I, at this salty motherfucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, this. I'm not supporting that old piece of shit. Let's uh, let's uh, let's keep it moving here, though. We did get a promo for Money in the Bank um, on July the 18th. I am excited about that one for sure. Um, you know, those are always exciting little matches. And then we get Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE <laughs> Championship. I mean, the match was good. It was actually better than I, I expected it to be. But, mm, uh, I mean, it was better than the 2016 TNA run. Uh, but it wasn't monumentally better. Like, it wasn't, I think, I think that this was the first match on the card, though, that I feel like, didn't really have to be in the cell because they didn't actually use the cell that much. Like it was kind of a hardcore match, but like, I don't even know if they really needed the cell. Like, honestly, I feel like this match should have opened as like a no DQ without a cell and then put Bailey and Belair at the very end. And this main event in the cell, like that, that, made a lot, that makes perfect, dude, perfect sense right there. 
Yeah, I mean, I also do think that commentary was really good in this match. I felt like commentary really did help the story move along a little bit, but it wasn't quite enough to save it. It was better than average. It was better than a three beer, but it wasn't quite a four beer. I went 3.75 beers for this one. Pretty solid, but nothing really to write home about. Where are you at about this main event, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley? This main event, just like you said, it was a solid match. I mean, they beat the hell out of each other. Like you said, it was brutal. They didn't really utilize the cell, but they fucked each other up. But the fucking finish, literally the exact same thing as WrestleMania. The exact same finish as WrestleMania, and you're doing a distraction roll-up finish in a fucking Hell in a Cell. WWE does never learns from bad booking in Hell in a Cells. I would have given this match three and a half beers, but I took it down to 2.75 because that finish just was like, see, again, like, I thought this was get your win back from WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. In a cell, not the exact same finish, but in a cell. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd say that, like, you know, both of these, you know, the, both the semi-main and the main were good bell-to-bell matches that really suffered because of the shit booking. Like, like, extremely. Like, this match, you're getting all this brutal shit done to you, and then an MVP distraction, just that's what takes you out? Yeah. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like, they could... I'm fine with a roll-up victory, but not an MVP distraction. Fuck that shit. No, I agree. I agree. And that, I mean, that was my notes too, man. Like, put them in the open. I feel like that would have been a hype open. Give them only like 15 to 18 minutes. Still pretty pretty long. They could have kept it hype, though. They wouldn't even really needed to sell. Just make it no DQ or something like that. And then put Belair and, you know, Bianca, or Bianca Belair and Bailey in the <laughs> actual main event in the Hell in a Cell. You know what I mean? That way you can, like, use the entire show to kind of amp up the main event and give them the time that they need. Because the match was great, but it was just too damn long, and it shouldn't have been in the open. And that's that. <laughs> so that is Hell in a Cell 2021. Yeah, my overall, rating, my overall beer rating for this one is right at three beers, so it's an average show. My, it's mine's almost right there at three beers because I gave one a dud, so that kind of takes it down a bit. But uh, everything else was close. It was like three, three and a half, two point seven, like close. Yeah. So that's probably like a two point seven five or a two and a half beer show for me because of that dud. I'm not Rock doing the actual roll. math. I'm just estimating. I love it. Let's hop over here to 2001, get in our way back machine, go back 20 years, and we're going to go to Wex's favorite show of all time. So, Wex, what I want to do here is I'm just going to let you roll with it, baby. I'm going to let you kind of direct the show here. This is your show to direct. Take it away. WWF King of the Ring 2001. Hey, King of the Ring 2001. Of course, we get a classic open like you get from every 2001 WWF pay-per-view and that whole late at a... Sorry, my throat's clogged up. <laughs> my voice is a little bit raspy tonight. What? But uh, yeah, it feels like Stone Cold is just trying to come out of your body. <laughs> and even though Stone Cold is a WWF champion during this pay per view, this whole story around this whole King of the Ring tournament is all about Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon. Yeah, basically, yeah. that's the yeah. whole thing. And the first match of the night is the first round, or I guess that's the semis because they had the other rounds on a uh, Raw and SmackDown. But it's Angle versus Christian. And a King of the Ring, I guess, semi-final matchup. Semi-final, and, yep, yep. and it was a solid match. It was, the, I yeah. mean, it, they, they really put on a, I mean, it's a, they had a, it was like, they really put on a Matt Clinic there. Like, Kurt Angle was really going hard. And for that being his first match of the night of what he's going to wrestle, like, four, three, I don't, three, 
Yeah. Got but whatever that he yeah, yeah, really he put in some work there. And then Shane McMahon comes out and actually helps him get the victory, which kind of plays into the storyline because yeah. he wants him to keep going. He yeah. wants him to go the distance to put his just get them all worked up for the ne- yeah. the semi main, which we'll get to, which is you guys probably already know if you've even done any research about this page. You're a wrestling fan, period. You've yeah. got to know about this match. Absolutely. We'll get to it for sure. But yeah, man, I mean, dude, like Kurt Angle versus Christian, both Hall of Fame talent, nice pacing, solid work. Oh, yeah. Great match. Three beers. I didn't give my rating on that one. Three beers. I went three and a half. I went three and a half for me. I was was about in the same boat. I thought that, uh, I mean, I know that they had some really good, um, they had some good stuff in TNA, too, when they were both, when it was Christian Cage and Kurt Angle. And those dudes have always kind of put on some really good stuff together. I would love to see old Kurt Angle hop over to AEW and do some stuff with Christian. It is kind of ironic that we're talking about Christian now, because I do want to talk about him when we get to the current state of the business um, but yeah, this one, at least for this match in 2001, I'm giving it three and a half beers, you know, both hall of famers, man. Uh, what do we got next? Up next actually is the other half of kind of where they had a faction going at the time with Christian edge, Kurt Angle, right? You remember that little yeah, that oh, little yeah, yeah, yeah. thing yeah. that had, they were, this is kind of like when they were ending it, but this is edge versus Rhino for the other semifinal match up. And this match was a little bit slower paced, but. I actually liked it a little bit more than Angle versus Christian. Uh, this was pretty sick. And the ending, the booking, the finish, I liked that. It was really sick. The double gore spear, and then the one gets up, and then the fucking rhino gores into the exposed turnbuckle. I thought that was a perfect little finish there. I went three and a half beers. I thought this was a nice matchup. And even though, you know, we see some good, some, ah, even though we see some bigger stuff from Edge later down on the card, it's still kind of foreshadowed by. I mean, over foreshadowed. God damn it, I'm retarded. It's overshadowed <laughs> by the goddamn Angle McMahon feud, but we'll see more of that. And we got some. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't write down the promos, but we got some fucking weird backstage. A lot, lots of weird backstage promos. Oh yeah, in this one. dude. Yeah. This okay. So this whole thing is just like the entire show, pretty much between every single match, is pushing the damn DDP Undertaker thing. Oh, yes. I like forgot to mention that. the whole time between every single match. I mean, okay, but as far as Edge versus Rhino goes, I thought it was good, too, and it was slower paced, but I'm, like, I liked Christian and, and Angle a little bit more. So I, I still gave this one three beers. I thought it was a great match. I thought it was peak Rhino for sure, but Edge, to me, still wasn't like, I actually thought that Christian was a better solo at this point in their careers than Edge was. Uh, it was a cool little finish. I did like the finish. I, th- I thought the booking was great. I mean, he there's no doubt the that... Executioner. Yeah, I know that I know that Edge is, like, more over for sure than Christian at this point. But at the same time, I, I do feel like, you know, the, I mean, come on. It's, first of all, it's Kurt Angle, too. Like, Rhino's great. Don't get me wrong. I like Rhino. But Kurt Angle and Christian, you, I don't know. I don't know. Just if having to follow Kurt Angle and Christian, and maybe because it was right after that match that it happened, that it was, like, just not quite as good to me. Uh, but I know I know what you mean. Let's uh, let's keep it rolling here. What we got next? Next up, and actually, uh, I don't know which which promo I'm, I'm fucking this up, but we did we did get a bunch of promos backstage where Austin is uh basically trying to get in contact with Vince McMahon yeah. because he's scared that they're gonna defect to WCW if somebody wins the belt in the main event, and that's another like big storyline they're going through the rest of the night. But the next match of the night, it's the Dudley Boys defending the tag team titles against Spike Dudley, and it was a mystery partner. Mm-hmm. And the mystery partner happened to be the, at the time, Intercontinental Champion it's, Kane. It's gotta be Kane! In his weird mesh gear that he was wearing at that time yeah. that had, like, the see-through mesh in it. But, uh, 
dude, solid, actually pretty fucking sick matchup here. Like I was, I haven't seen this in uh, by like three or four years, but it's great, dude. Like they did some, like the Dudleys work great. Like they beat the fuck out of Spike Dudley. Like they oh, always yeah, do. Sure. Yeah. Kane did his, cl- I mean, I love seeing Kane, you know, do the, the, the top rope clothesline. That's always a classic when he does that one. Just everything yeah. in this matchup, the, and at the end of it and like the table, I mean, it's just very, it's like a conglomerate, everything going, all the good Dudley boys, hits and classics, plus a little Kane and Spike Dudley. I went three beers on this one. I mean, it couldn't be that much higher because it wasn't like a goddamn barn burner, but it was like a good classic attitude, solid tag team Dudley boy style. Yeah, I'm not too far off from you, man. I was about two and a half. Uh, I mean, it's it's all a brawl. I mean, it's lots of power moves and Spike Dudley, Dudley gets his big spots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. absolutely. And that's great. Uh, you know. Kane is wearing his brass stables gear easily there. And, brass stables. Uh, Shout probably, out to Printer's Alley. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Probably a bit too long, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, it's just, a, I mean, it's kind of like you said. It's like it was the same thing that we had kind of seen from the Dudley boys. It felt like it could have been a raw match, to be honest with you. So I was kind of meh on it. Gave it two and a half beers. Not bad. Certainly not bad. But, um, you know, not, not much else to talk about. I know there was a Christian and Edge promo in the back here. Because Christian did try to interfere in that in that Rhino match, we probably should have said that. But um, it was just like, oh yeah, man, just trying to help you out. They're planting the seeds there that possibly yeah. breaking up Edge and Christian. Um, I feel like this feels early to be doing that. This in one didn't they? Didn't, wasn't it like did they like tease it and then not or? Well, I think this was breaking up of that team of like the faction of right with them and Rhino and everybody. I don't think yeah. this is fully breaking up just Edge and Christian, but they were definitely right. teasing it. Yeah, definitely, they were definitely teasing it for sure. Definitely edging it, edging that way. And speaking yeah. of Edge, the next matchup is Edge versus Kurt Angle in the King of the Ring finals. Yeah. And this was another fucking banger. Kurt Angle, yeah. again, went out here and was fucking Kurt Angle. Like, yeah. did everything. And then, I mean, literally, all the all the mat stuff, the big suplexes, and Edge, like, dude, this was prime Edge right here. Yeah, I, I mean, even though everyone liked his rated R superstar run, I like the 2001 Attitude Era Edge the most. I love those funny white sunglasses. They're so thin and weird. And yeah, but there's I don't know. Ha ha doesn't equal green, as Jr. likes to say. Well, I'm just that's maybe it's, it's the nostalgia for me because I didn't watch his rated R run as much as I watched. Can't this be run. in the main event with the ha ha now. I ha ha. But dude. <laughs> Fucking solid ass match. I went three and a half beers on this one. And the storyline is the main part right here because you get Shane McMahon distracting, uh, I mean, distracting Kurt Angle this time to make him lose to set up for that goddamn street fight later. So he made him and he didn't. and And the thing is, he didn't do this early. He strategically let them go the distance and then came out there. He did for sure. And I and like, would you say three and a half? Yeah, three and a half. I think this is the first one that we are exactly the same on. I, I also gave Ooh. this one three and a half. Uh, before, but, but I, all right, I, I did want to say this. Before we got to the actual match, uh, there's even more promo on DDP and Taker. And then oh. Billy Gunn cut a pretty damn good promo in, like, New York, like, the world or wherever he was. Like, oh, WWF New, New York. Yeah. And I was like, man, dude, if The Rock hadn't just buried that guy, I do wonder if he would have actually been a successful singles. Cause that's, you know, that's the only reason why he never got the push is because the rock was like, he sucks. He can't do it. Yeah. And, uh, honestly, every time they do a WWF New York, like cut, it's always a wrestler, like being awkward as fuck with a bad yes. promo. And it's just real bad. Like, but his promo they, was good. Yeah, of course. Hey, Billy Gunn's a good hand. He's a good worker. AW got a good, a nice hire right there. 
Yeah, they did. They did. They got a nice little player coach there. But yeah, I mean, I mean, on to the match. Angle versus Edge. It was great. I mean, okay, this I figure I figured out what it was about 2001 um, Edge that I don't like. It's he does he can't. The reason why people like him as a heel or as the rated R superstar thing is he he has no facial expressions when he's selling. Like the babyface selling of Edge is just not where it should be. It's like he doesn't his <laughs> expressions don't change. Um, and, and, and that is what it is. It's like the work rate is pretty much the same. It's just, he doesn't really sell. Like he doesn't, if, when you're the baby face, you got to sell. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. You have to sell job. and like, like, look like you're in fucking agony. Yeah. And he's just didn't, I mean, he's just not, I mean, he's selling, but it's very poor in my opinion. I, I, I see what you're saying there. I but see. angle is angle and the match was good. I mean, three and a half beers. It's a solid match for sure. All right. Uh, so is there, is there a promo that I'm, that I'm missing in between this? There, there's a Benoit matchup? promo, but it's like. 10 seconds. Or oh something. yeah. And it's not, Oh yeah. I forget. He, and he's, you know, Benoit didn't, didn't, he was not the strongest on the microphone. So it wasn't that like anything Absolutely you're going to like go back and be like, Oh no, I missed a sick promo. It's just, it's just low Benoit just saying, I will win the match. Cause I am Chris Benoit. I am the best. Yeah. It wasn't I'm the, the best wrestler. in the moral department either, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Hey, CTE is real. Don't hit your head too many times. I like that. Jeff Hardy. The light heavyweight champion defending his belt against X-Pac. And this really was not that good of a matchup, to be honest. It is just, I mean, kind of sloppy at times. And X-Pac right here just has his X-Pac go-away heat at a fucking all-time high. Jeff Hardy, of course, I mean, he's going to hit a swanton, going to hit his classic moves, a little twist of fate here, there. But old X-Pac right here, this is on, this is... The beginning, the decline of X-Pac. I don't know if he was already doing meth and coke at this time, but I watched the coke China sure. documentary over the weekend, and it was like in 2002 and three, a few years after this, and he was real fucked up. So I'm sure he was going down the toilet because I was a big fan of X-Pac, and I could tell the decline here. And Where's this? Uh, what is this China documentary that you speak oh, of? Oh, vice versa. On Vice, they did a whole documentary on China, like the whole last year of her life, and it talked about her Whoa. whole life. It's fucking crazy, gnarly. And the direct and like basically somebody at Vice somehow acquired this footage from like 2016, and the dudes who were trying to make that original documentary are just scumbags, dude. It's it's pretty rough, but you need to check it out because X Pac looked rough in there, and that was and he was that was o two o three, and that's, I'm sure you can't be that far off, you know? Yeah, can't be that far off. You're right. I mean, I actually thought the match was kind of short and sweet. I didn't. I thought it was a I good went change two beers, of pace. Though. I went two, two beers. beers. Yeah, I was two and a half. I was two and a half beers. I didn't hate Close. it. I thought it was pretty decent. I thought it was it wasn't anything special, but I did think it was better than like a regular TV match. Um, but yeah, I mean, two and a half beers. Wow, now I'm like super like caught up in that China documentary. I definitely want to go check that out for sure. Let's uh, let's keep it rolling here on the show. We get Sarah revealed as the one that's been behind the camera stalking uh, DDP. That's a massive swerve there, bro. No yeah, one saw then, that coming. Yeah. Yeah, then the Undertaker comes out and whips DDP's ass, and then yeah. he retreats, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, what a great way to get DDP over for the first time in your company. Just let the Undertaker beat the shit out of him on a pay-per-view. Give him no shine. Great booking, guys. You did a great job with DDP. That dude had so much star power coming in. Like, what do you mean? How, how, would you, how can you mess that up, bro? Like, I don't know. Jesus, that's... I feel like DDP is one of the worst fumbled WCW talents that WWE ever got a hold of. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Let's keep it moving here. Uh, package so, for Shane and Kurt. And then what's what's the next match? The next match is Shane and Kurt. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the package, yo, is a fucking great package. Another, it's yeah. it's that that era. Everything they did was great. Just like the editing, the just everything about the package was solid. Really got you hyped up for the match. And this match, the street fight, Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon. Of course, I'm gonna go ahead and give you my beer rating. Fucking six pack. This is one of my favorite matches of all time. Shane McMahon's best match ever, ever he's ever had. Like for like in ring work, he he did some sick shit in this match. A few things were kind of you know missteppy here or there. It's Shane McMahon. He's doesn't he's not gonna be the most fluid, but this was his best match. Him and Agreed. Kurt Angle went the fucking distance and. They wrestled, like wrestled, wrestled for a long time in the ring. Like I said, like yeah. really going back and forth and like some sick shit. Like uh, Kurt Angle went for the enziguri and Shane McMahon reversed it into the ankle lock. By the way, match of the night, if in case uh, I didn't mention that. Oh, 100%. And dude, so much sick shit in this match. And then once they start fighting, of course, to the outside. And though before they get to the outside, one of my favorite things, Daniel, I'm sure you saw this. When Shane McMahon is just beating the hell out of Kurt Angle with that sign, then he just like just runs and does like a Superman dive like sign smack to him. Yeah, yeah. I fucking popped super hard for that. But yeah, they start brawling to the outside, and I'm sure everyone's seen this. As you can see, my background picture. I don't know whose idea this was, but they're like, all right, we're gonna German suplex Shane McMahon through the glass. And the first time they do it, he doesn't go through the glass, and he fucking lands right on his head really hard. Like he's yeah, he has to be out like. And they yeah. they just say fuck it we're gonna continue CTE doesn't exist we didn't know about Benoit at this point this is 2001 oh Ooh, god <laughs> another one but he actually goes through the glass and then I yeah. was like like the first time like when I saw him land on his head like when he didn't go through the glass the first time today like I haven't watched it in like three or four years and I audibly by myself was like oh shit because <laughs> it's so bad it's, it's rough you, bro you have to go back and watch yeah, it there's you one watch match it. you watch this week. Go back and watch this shit. And it's yeah. and it's not over. They go into the fucking thing and say they're going to go back out of it. And he drops him on his head two more times. Two yeah. more times. And, and then, then he just has to it. throw him through it. Just head first. Oh, God. And, yeah, and then he wills him to the ring as he can't walk. And then he kicks out. Crowd goes fucking wild. And then the fucking big angle slam off the top of the board, dude. Fantastic. Like, Kurt Angle... He doesn't get enough credit, dude. This pay-per-view, he – no wonder he says he's in pain every day. There was, he had to put out a recent interview. He was like, I'm in immense pain every day. And I'm like, yeah. no fucking shit, Kurt Angle. Yeah. yeah. You're a, he's shit. a beast, dude. He doesn't get enough credit. He's definitely sliding up there in my rankings of my top favorites of all time because he's the goddamn man, dude. Kurt Angle, six-pack for me. Can you? Is there anything else you even need to add for this one? No, I mean, not really. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely a classic. It's six beers all the way. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's easily Shane McMahon's best match ever, but I I got to say that it's probably in the top 10 best Kurt Angle matches of all time. Agreed. Too. Agreed. I mean, it's just I mean, the, the bumps were crazy. The work rate was incredible. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, dude, how can it not be match of the night? How can it not be match of the, the, the both shows? Uh, I mean, if, if you're going to watch one match from any show, and the past month of shows that we've been covering, this is probably one of the ones that you got to watch. Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle, 2001, uh, King of the Ring. Good Lord. I mean, it's just, what else can you say? Six six beers straight up, unanimous decision here. Definitely the way to go. Then we got a package for the main event, and the main event is Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Where are you at on this main event, Wex? Man, this main event, it's it was kind of hard to follow that fucking street fight, but it was yes. still very solid. It was. It dragged on for a bit, and I was like, man, this is really fucking long, but you can't deny 
this like the whole storyline's going, the work rate with these three guys in the ring. I went four beers. They did mat stuff. They brawled around. They kind of did everything. And Stone Cold took some pretty hard bumps for having that fucked up neck. I thought in this matchup, him working yeah. healed this time. He was just he was bumping around pretty hard. That's why, even if this heel run did last longer when they did the whole Triple H thing, do you? I don't can't think be a, can't be a heel. I don't, I don't think it. I mean, he for for one, it doesn't work. And his no. do you think he could have took more bumps like that because his no. body was just getting shittier? Like babyface, he just didn't have to do it as much. But yeah. Damn, and then we got to see the debut of Booker T in this match coming fuck Stone Cold up. Yep. Which yep. leads to, and a few pay-per-views later, one of my favorite lines, Fitz McMahon and Booker T screwed Stone Cold. What? I said Fitz McMahon and Booker T screwed Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Solid fucking match. Classic. Oh, God. Yeah, it is classic for sure. I mean, I'd say the angle is more classic than the match. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just cluttered. And long. Uh, I mean, the finish was overbooked too. I it was what it was. I mean, again, like I, I love love the Booker T. Like I love the Booker T. Interference, and had it just been that, that would have been one thing. But it just felt like you just opened up the damn clown car, and the whole finish was just so strange. I didn't hate it. I I mean, it's just such a weird period for Austin too. He's like playing kind of a chicken shit heel, but he's like, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like you can't Stone yeah. Cold in no universe can be a chicken shit heel. It's just not, it doesn't, like, it doesn't, dude, I mean, we're talking about dudes that get sweaty and wrestle in their underwear, but under no circumstances can I suspend my disbelief that Stone Cold is a bitch, straight up. No. Like, I just can't, like, that's just, They put him over that. as the toughest SOB in the WWF for years. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work out. I will say, though, um, I mean, there were a couple crappy matches on this card, uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's the edge has to go to King of the Ring 2001 for this kayfabe comparison. Am I right? Am I right? It that that six pack just kind of blows everything out of the water. It's like yeah, for sure everything on the other card was okay, and this yeah. had like two or three really good matches and then a couple stinkers. So, yeah. and I think those really good matches make up and kind of because they were so high rated, it kind of overshadows. Yep. And I didn't say foreshadow this time. I didn't fuck it up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drink, that's why. Sober. Yeah, good for you, buddy. Might be on good some legal Tennessee CBD or Delta 8 because I don't do illegal drugs, but, you know. That Delta 8, buddy, that's good stuff. I'm a big fan. A uh, kid I know took ate a Delta 8 gummy and had to go to the hospital because his heart rate was like 160 or some shit. What? <laughs> but he'd probably, probably the same shit happen if he ate a regular edible. You know how people are. Yeah, that's true. I think they have panic attacks. Or like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Well, man, that's going to bring us to the end of the kayfabe comparison. Hell in a Cell 2021 versus King of the Ring 2001. King of the Ring handedly the winner there. Now let's get into the new segment that I love the most. We got the kayfabe comparison out of the way. Let's talk about the current state of the biz. So I am really excited about it. Uh, I know, Wex, you you always pull up those headlines. What you got for me, baby? What's going on in the world of wrestling? The world of wrestling right now. The main headline. Let me uh, let me get let me get them pulled up here. I had them while had them up that, early. While you do that, I'm just gonna go ahead and do some fantasy or like not even fantasy booking. Okay. How strange is it? I'm gonna pose this question. How strange is it that it's been like. 9, 11, however long, however many years it's been since Christian was like at regularly working in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. And the first real feud they give him 
is with Matt fucking Hardy. Like, how weird is that? Am I right? Like, right? Yeah, that that's definitely a little weird. And I wonder if they asked for it. Like, hey, since I'm familiar with you. you know. Yeah, but I feel like Christian comes to work with, you know, the young kids. And I mean, maybe it, maybe it will be more of him putting over, like, private party and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, maybe he'll, he'll just, like, feed the Hardy family office yeah. to him. Yeah. Which should be fine. Okay, wow. so one of the main ones that I saw today, a little thing, uh, they're saying that Karrion Cross, well, actually, Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed were backstage last night at Raw, yes. and they yeah. filmed matches for main event. Oh, okay. Both of them. Huh. All right. But the rumor well, aren't is... Aren't they both champions? Yes. Okay. They filmed matches for main event. Uh, one of them faced uh, Dolph Ziggler, of course, and the other one faced... Fuck, I can't remember. But, you know, Dolph Ziggler always fucking wrestles the new people coming in. Well, but yeah, the, rumor, the is, yeah. rumor is Scarlet Bordeaux ha- is having a tryout match as a singles wrestler. And apparently they're going to, sp- once they bring Karrion Cross up, they're going to split them up. God, why do they, why? Why do they do dumb shit? Like, why? I just don't understand it. It makes no sense. Why would you do that? First of all, I'm a big fan of Scarlett Bordeaux. Like, big fan. I mean, good, my good God. Like, she is ridiculous. And she's good on the mic, too. Like, she's a good character. She understands the psychology of pro wrestling, I think. Um, and obviously, she's drop-dead gorgeous. So it's like... But it worked. Like, who else can she be with? I mean, I don't... I mean, I've, I mean, I know she can wrestle. I've seen her wrestle in the indies. I don't think that she's going to put on a barn burner. But I think that she can wrestle, so there's that. But uh, I mean, I think it's she's because she's blonde, she's and Vince McMahon likes blonde girls, and he's gonna put her in the women's division with all the other blonde girls. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing though. Like, there's definitely tiers even on the main roster. Like, there's, you know, there's your Carmellas and your Naomi's, your Natalias, or whatever, and then there's your Beckys and your Charlottes and your Rhea Ripley's and your Bailey's, you know, and your Sasha Banks, like. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know how that's going to work. Um, now, I would love to see Bronson Reed on the main roster. I feel like it makes sense. I would love to see Adam Cole on the main roster, especially now that he's not NXT champion and he's not doesn't have the Undisputed Era. I think he's the prime guy to be on the, on the main roster, in my opinion. Um, but yeah. But Vince I mean, is stupid and old and doesn't know how fucking shit works these days, so he's going to split up, uh, you know, Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. Yeah. Uh, Mickey James is going to return to wrestling with the NWA once her contract is, I mean, once her, you know, 90 day shit is over, which I'm sure we all expected that. Since she yeah, that makes sense. That pay-per-view. Yeah, and all uh, of this is there. And they're married, CM you know? Punk said that the only way he will appear on the Broken Skull Sessions is a lot of money because found out royalties from Peacock. What does that matter? Wrestlers used to get royalties from the WWE Network. I'm sure I, okay, listen. I, I can okay. I can understand. I can understand that position, but Chris Jericho, I can for one hundred percent certain, for one hundred percent certain, did not do that interview for free. Did not do that interview out of the goodness of his heart with the Broken Skull session when he was in AEW, the one that was like blew up the internet. Oh yeah, or whatever. yeah, of course. Like he, sure. he he did not do it for free. So I mean. Cool. That'd be cool to see CM Punk. I'd much rather see him debut a double or nothing. I feel like there's way more value in that, too, especially I would love to see Kenny just beat Orange Cassidy definitively and then get on the mic and be like, there's no one that can touch me. I'm the best in the world. And then you hear 
you know, cult of personality hit and just have him stand at the top of the ramp and end the pay-per-view that way. Pay him a bunch of money. He doesn't have to wrestle. Boom. Like, go crowd would go absolute ape shit in Chicago. Tony Khan really should hire me at this point. You never know. Hey, you never know in pro wrestling these days. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. What else we got on the docket, baby? Uh, I already mentioned that China documentary. Yeah, I want to definitely check that recommend out. go checking that out. It's really good. I don't have Vice. I'm so sad about it. Yeah, and like I said, the dudes who were like making it originally, because they it was like three dudes were originally making this documentary. It was called the Reconstruction of China, and they brought her back to America and started trying to make this documentary. And they basically looks like she just gets her life just gets fucked up at that point. They're all just grimy little scumbag assholes. Nice. That's always good. I don't know. One of the only things I've like really agree with Jim Cornette on. Yeah. And modern stuff because it's not a wrestling related thing. It's just like a, you know, a judge of character thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say another thing that is kind of, kind of been a talk of the wrestling world is the debut of Brock Anderson that we saw last week on AEW Dynamite. Yeah. Um, This is fratty. I don't know if he is prepared to be in that situation. Just judging by what I saw, I think maybe he should be have debuted on Dark. Uh, listen, I, I think the kid probably does have a bright future and all that. I don't understand why Cody Rhodes is already trying to just put over and elevate these young talents right now. I'm not saying that like, he shouldn't do that ever, but it seems like that's his only thing now. Like he's 50 or something already. Like, dude, you're you're literally wasting some prime years here being in this like mid card area. It's almost like, why did you even leave WWE? If you just wanted to put over young guys, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's cause he made that stipulation. If I don't win the AEW championship, I can never challenge for it again. I guess he just doesn't want to be a Jeff Jarrett, you know, and just have that's the fucking fine. world. I don't title. mind that. I'm not saying that, but I mean, like, I, I don't understand why he, why, why are you not doing a longer program with somebody like Archer? Why are you done? Why are you not, um, you know, it's like all he's doing is wrestling guys from the fact it's all he's doing is breaking in guys from their training. Honestly, from this, at this point, pretty much they're developmental because most of these guys have had dark matches. So it's like, look, I, I think that Brock has the look. He looks like his dad. He needs to change his gear. He looked a little frumpy. First of all, somebody's got to tell that boy to wear a jock strap. You can't be wearing boxer briefs underneath your gear and have them sticking out in your legs. That does not look good. I mean, he looked like a young, a young Arn, and that's not bad. Uh, he's just a li- very green. I, I, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope it works out for him. Uh, I, I mean, I think they've done a really great job by not letting him have the microphone, but we'll see, man. What did you think about that match? Uh, it was just like you said. He's not ready. Yeah. It was all right, but yeah, he could definitely use some more AEW dark or dark elevation matches, maybe some more reps the Nightmare Factory. I agree. We also got some video game news. We saw a little tidbit of what uh, the AEW video game is going to look like. And I got to tell you, just from seeing those shots and the action in the ring, it looks very much like a modern day. Imagine, like Virtual Pro Wrestling, how it's kind of changed and become like modernized for new consoles. Mm-hmm. Like this looks like they took No Mercy and made it for a next gen console. Yeah. And, and like so it happy. even did the No Mercy angle on the fucking move. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I loved it. I thought it looked really cool. I thought Darby looks great. Yes. Um, I, I can't wait to see more. Hopefully there's like a beta or some kind of test flight. I am on the Xbox Insider program. Uh, <laughs> so I would love to be uh, a part of what that test flight for sure. Man, how hype are you for that AEW game, bro? 
very hyped because I have not played a new pro wrestling game from like a modern style new pro wrestling game that has been good in quite a few years. Yeah, it's been a bummer. It's been a bummer. I mean, like Retro Mania is fun, but that's not like a new like full wrestling game. That's just like an old school style. I'm talking about like you said, like because the last couple 2K has been pretty garbage for WWE. Real bad. Real bad. And there hasn't been any other companies to make games besides what TNA had the game uh, back in the day. You play that trash. Yeah, that wasn't bad. And then Triple uh, A has a game. I actually have it for PS3 over here. Played it a few good? times. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's different. We'll check that out. We'll check that out. What else we got on the docket, man? Anything else noteworthy? Well, I mean, uh, Kenny Omega going up against Jungle Boy Saturday for the yeah. world title. Yeah, that's a big one for sure. Saturday, Saturday Night Dynamite special edition. Uh, what else is there? Anything else on that card that's like must see TV, or is it pretty much just banking on Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy? I mean, that's a pretty solid main event right there, but uh, let me look. I don't know. I haven't looked up and seen like what the card. I mean, they haven't really best, promoted much. Are the, are the best friends doing another thing with the uh, uh, what, what's that other uh, the the team Taz or whatever it is they're they're facing off against now? Um, uh, here let, let me let me pull up a little card and see what they're talking about on here. But maybe I don't know. Are best friends feuding with the team Taz guys right now? No, it's not team Taz. Who are they? They literally just had a big blow off thing last dynamite. Um, can't remember the guys they were working on, man. Oh, let's see. I'm going to the AEW official website. It's going to tell me uh, what we got. What's the show pre- preview? Well, I know we got Rampage that's debuting on Friday the 13th of August. Uh, mm, I feel like that's going to cool. be. That's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be, it'll be a little weird. Uh, Rampage. I'm, I'm I'm anxious to see what it's like being on TNT. And if are they gonna keep that on TNT? Because I know that Dynamite's going to TBS. No, they're both gonna go to TBS. Okay. Okay. So it's just debuting on TNT, TNT and they're until, both yeah until next year. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if they got any kind of incentive. They they for... did. They got paid a lot of money. They got paid like a. a Maybe said seven figures or something like a deal oh, to wow. move. Nice, love that. It was a big deal to move. Okay, so Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Hangman Adam Page. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Ooh, Miro is defending the TNT Championship against Brian Pillman Jr. Hmm. Doctor Britt Baker and Rebel versus Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Ooh, MJF oh. versus Sammy Guevara. That'll be solid, yeah. That's going to be they, a solid match. They've been actually feuding on Twitter, and it's been pretty funny. Sammy Guevara yeah. keeps posting these old pictures of MJF, and he's a kid, and they're all hilarious. And he's posting yeah. ones of Sammy with, like, Booker T, and he has, like, this long, like... Fucking hilarious. Well, I think that's it for the uh, for the news this, this week, is it not? It's been I kind of a slow week. It. Only other news that I got week. coming up is uh, coming up on Saturday, July the 3rd. Yeah, we're returning to the Stables Event Center in Centerville, Tennessee, for some revived pro wrestling, baby. Luxurious Centerville, Tennessee. Oh, I mean the greatest uh, of all time, Centerville, Tennessee, <laughs> home of the historic revived pro wrestling women's division. Love it. We're gonna add some more pages to the history book coming up here in a few weeks. Me and Jesse will be back on the call, hopefully drinking some more Coors Light. Hopefully drinking some more Coors Light. I love that. Uh, next week, too, is a big banger we got on the show. It's the return of the cage cast Lush as he hosts, you guessed it, another trivia night with your boys. We're going to have the whole 
the whole Holy Trinity, the whole my Holy Trinity here, uh, going up against uh, going up against each other for the kayfabe comparisons championship. Who's and, the current uh, champion still? You? I am. What do you mean? Okay. I'm undefeated. I'm undefeated. Bring the belt on camera. Of course I am. I, dude, I'm going to get it right now. I'm getting it right now. I'm getting oh. He's right getting. Now. He's getting the world title, Carl. Okay. I got it. I got it right here, baby. Right here. You can't see it, but it's it's right here. It's right here. It's see fading it. out. It's fading it's that out. Classic NXT belt. The classic NXT belt. Which, and oh, staying right home. That's my favorite NXT belt. I, that was such a sick belt. Staying right here with Daddy, baby. Staying right here with Daddy. I'm going to maintain my championship status as Mr. Know-It-All. Anytime you give me a trivia and my name is Mr. Know-It-All, come on, guys. There's no chance. Just wait. Just, Jesse Baker will be back. It's going to be an American-themed um, American themed trivia, if you will. Wrestling trivia. So I'm excited about it. And then the following week... Oh, you got you got something to say, Wax? You oh, I was just gonna um, do a little rendition of my favorite American wrestling theme song, but I'll let you keep talking. American, fight for the rights of every man, but a uh, fuck Hulk Hogan. Hey, I would petition to make that the new national anthem if I could, hundred percent. I, I mean, uh, I Rick love that Derringer uh, made it, so we can we can give him credit, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when it comes I, crashing down and it hurts inside, you know what I mean? <laughs> quality lyrics, quality lyrics. You got to take a stand and don't hurt to hide. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go on. We have the the week after, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The following week is going to be Money in the Bank 2011 versus TNA Destination X from also 2011. It's going to be a TNA versus a WWE show, both a 10 year comparison. I'm pretty hyped for that. Uh, 2011 is kind of a, the heyday of CM Punk, if you will. I do believe this is the classic CM Punk uh, leaving with the title pay-per-view, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken. Uh, and I don't think I've actually seen the TNA Destination X from 2011. Jesse's not here to talk to me about it, so I'm hyped to see it, though. Uh, TNA, you mean, they always have some classic shit. Uh, we're talking about current stuff. I've been listening to Jeff Jarrett's podcast. Yes. My world, and they've been doing watch-alongs with some of the TNA stuff, and mm-hmm. oh, old TNA, they they put out some classic stuff every now and then. You know, sometimes you get some stinkers, but sometimes you get some some surprising matches. You're like, oh fuck, I forgot how good this match was, and it's usually an X division match, to be honest. It the stinkers is. are always like the weird main event, like bullshit with a bunch of gimmicks. It usually is. You're absolutely right. I'm pretty hyped, man. We got a lot of good content going on. You can always catch us at our Patreon page. It's only $4.99 a month. You can see our show completely unedited and in video format there. Five bucks a month. Again, we got a bunch of other bonus episodes going up this month. Fully uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Go ahead and get, hit that subscribe button, too, if you're just... You know, if you're just broke as a joke, just hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and just leave in the comments in the review a show that you would like for us to cover. A nostalgia show, whatever. If Even if it's like a old Ring of Honor show or something that we haven't covered yet, we would love to dabble in anything and everything pro wrestling, so be, able, be sure to hit us up there. You can always find the show at kfabe.com on all the socials, except for TikTok because Wex is an asshole. So that one is at kfabe.com pod. And we always drop our match of the week on TikTok. So be sure to follow us there. I am super excited about what we got going on. You can always find me at Daniel Daybreak. Wex, give him the script, baby. Hey, it's your boy Wex breaking the Lawson on Instagram and on YouTube. 
but on Twitter it's just Wex breaking the because they couldn't fit the Lawson, and I think it's just Wex Lee on Facebook because I'm trying to stay a little bit low key. But uh, next week we'll get four. I'm, uh, but next week I'm looking forward to watching Brian Kendrick versus Abyss for the TNA X Division Championship. Oh yeah, that's two. That's two weeks out. Yeah, that's two weeks out. We got trivia next week, but then yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, but about two that weeks too. out. I'm looking forward. Yeah, that's that. Just <laughs> look at that card, and I was like, that's fucking random as hell. But hey, you never know. It looks good. I'm excited. That's about what he was it. doing his weird karate gimmick, I think too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he was doing his weird like yoga Hindi thing, where he would just like meditate in the corner and then get up and go ape shit. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. I'm excited about it. We got a lot of cool things on the docket. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. That's gonna do it for us this week, though, guys. We're out. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.